0: You're tuned into tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses. From digital marketing to optimizing your
2: sales efforts, our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting
1: chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today.
2: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this
1: station. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
0: It's our 26th year on the air. It's the weekend of Friday, February 26th, 2021. And though I may not sound like it, still working on the uh, swollen, inflamed vocal cords and laryngitis. Wrong thing to have in our business, but hey, it happens. It's never happened this long, though, so that has me concerned. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah. You ever even get laryngitis? You don't.
3: I used to get tonsillitis every year. Tonsillitis, and then I went to my doctor to have my tonsils taken out, and he was, and I was told uh, that it won't help. It's like, um, well, how the, in fact, that was when my doctor was. Then was, instead, you would just have itis. Yeah, yep. but see, that was when my doctor was, who is now your still your current doctor. So you know, you might uh, think about that.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. But anyway, improvement is happening. It's just taking longer than I ever thought possible. You sound better than you did last week. Oh, thanks. That's not saying much in my mind, but anyway, a um, couple of interviews this past week that we're presenting on this week's show, people said you don't sound laryngitical at all to me. Well, but those are people that have talked to you for the first time in their life, right? Exactly. I said, <laughs> well, then you don't know how I normally sound. This isn't it. A new survey, though, shows 61% of Americans say podcast listening is now part of their daily routine. One in four Americans surveyed by MRI Simmons report they listened to a podcast during the past seven days. And six in ten say they now consider podcast listening as part of their daily routine. And thanks to our new relationship with Blueberry Podcasting, they spell it blueberry without the E's, It's almost like blueberry. But thanks to them and our new relationship, it's easier than ever to snag our free podcast at intotomorrow.com. So we do hear from more and more of our listeners that have subscribed to those free podcasts. Let us know how you listen, because that makes a huge difference for us. And whether it's here on radio, the original social media, or our podcast, or otherwise, you don't ever miss a minute of our three-hour show every week.
3: In fact, the Into Tomorrow podcast is the only one that I subscribe to. Really? And that's really just to check to make sure everything goes out okay every week. So, you know, I, I <laughs> so if there's way, but... a problem, then you
0: will fix it so that
3: everybody else gets it yes, correctly. But, you know, but, uh, but every weekend I get my alerts on my little Amazon Music app on my phone
0: that uh, ah. new, new episodes available. So you use Amazon Music to I subscribe. Do. And some people use Spotify or iTunes or any number of ways. Or you can simply subscribe at intotomorrow.com. Whatever's easiest for you, we want you to have them and be notified whenever we have the new show up every week. So you'll never miss a moment of me with laryngitis or Chris and his tech news. Yeah. Or tech history or any number of things. For example,
3: HP has announced that it is acquiring gaming peripheral company HyperX for $425 million. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, The purchase will give HP a major foothold in the gaming accessory market. The transaction will result in HP buying the HyperX brand from Kingston, its current owner. Oh. But HP notes in the announcement that Kingston will retain the DRAM, Flash, and SSD products for gamers and enthusiasts. HP has been making strides to enter the gaming peripheral space for the last several years under the Omen brand, but it has not gained much traction compared to their competitors. So they're hoping this acquisition will change that. Doesn't HP also
0: own Alienware? They do. So that that, those... They do not. They do not. Dell owns Alienware. Dell, right, right, right. Okay, so (laughs) now basically HP is finally in a position to compete with Dell and in this case, they're Alienware by now this company that they just acquired. Yeah, and they're also trying to
3: compete with uh, Razor, as the other big uh, player that they're trying to compete yeah. with. Wow. Which we've tried to get them on the show over the years, and we can't get them on. They have sent some, some prizes for giveaway, but we still yeah. can't seem to get them booked for an interview.
0: I, th- I think they're afraid to talk about their success. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. A J.P. Morgan analyst thinks Apple will get into the autonomous vehicle business because it sees a potential for growth. That far exceeds smartphones. Apple has not shared its plans, but's reported to be in talks with Hyundai on a production deal. Can you see that you'll be driving an Apple car? I wouldn't be driving an Apple no. car. <laughs> I wonder if it would be a USB-C Give it, port.
3: Given the all the trouble they've had with Apple Maps over the years, I don't know if I would want to drive an Apple car, yeah. especially if it then becomes an autonomous car. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> you had the Apple Maps that were that were directing people into you know empty fields and lakes. And, I mean, <laughs> mean an, an automatic driving car that's going to drive me into a lake?
0: That's true, because then at that point, they could say, no, we don't allow Google Maps to work in the Apple car or yeah. something, and then you'd be screwed.
3: Yikes. You won't be able to go where you want to go. You want to go where Siri tells you to go.
0: Yeah, true. And Siri loves to tell you where to go.
3: Yeah. (laughs) After being missing in action for years, Electronic Arts announced that it will be making college football video games again. EA is working with the Collegiate Licensing Company, a well-known licensing partner for many schools, to secure the use of, of over 100 teams, including the stadiums, mascots, and uniforms used by these institutions. EA Sports College Football is currently in the works and is still very early in its development cycle with no launch window currently revealed yet. More importantly, EA Sports College Football won't use any real names or players' likenesses. Why not? Well, because it's college. They, they change every four years.
0: Oh. Well, also, they, all, they can't pay them. Yeah. So that's a problem. If they use actual players' likenesses or their real name, they'd have to pay them, which you're not allowed to do. Right. Oh, gee. Here's some real tech news. Ikea will launch a line of furniture and accessories with more than 30 items designed for video gaming this year in partnership with hardware maker Asus Republic of Gamers. Isn't that okay. interesting? New products aimed at the gaming market, which generated an estimated $180 billion, with a B, dollars in revenue last year per IDC, will include gaming desks and chairs and accessories like mug holders and mice. Now, are the mice going to come in like a a bag with little plastic parts
3: and all the screws and circuit boards that you have to put together yourself? Well, it's a mouse pad. It is Ikea, but
0: you said if you're going to sell mice, you have to put the mouse together? And mug holders. Mm -hmm. So apparently you have to put it together as well. And of course, gaming desks and chairs. I think most gamers are going to say, yeah, I'll pass. I want to just play games. I don't want to have to build all the nonsense. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll stay on it for you because it's what we do.
3: Alphabet's loon is no more. Loon was launched in 2013 as one of Google's moonshot projects, Mm -hmm. experimental ventures, which they try to solve big problems, and it was turned into an independent company in 2018. Now, the idea was to provide Internet access to areas that are remote
0: or have poor infrastructure using balloons that sail at about 65,000 feet of altitude. And I remember back then we said it was Looney, thus the name, I guess, but it was just… We didn't see it happening. Yeah. Now, though Loon did have some success in those nine years, mostly
3: in providing emergency access to areas that were struck by catastrophe, it is now shutting down. In a blog post, the company said that it made some groundbreaking technical advancements, even managing to launch commercially in Kenya in 2020. Now, sadly, it wasn't enough to keep the company afloat. The blog post said the road to commercial viability has proven much longer and riskier than hoped.
0: Yeah. Basically,
3: that's another way of saying, yeah, we couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah. We failed. (laughs) Yeah. Proved more than we could handle, we hoped. From the What Might It Ever Mean For Me department, physicists identified a new state of matter called liquid glass, and it's been observed behaving in a way physicists say they've never seen before. Liquid glass, something between colloid and a solid, is created by a pair of interacting liquid-to-solid transitions. Huh? (coughs) That's that's your, huh, tech news for this week. <laughs> I don't know how it will help any of us, but at some point, somewhere along the line, we'll probably have a follow-up story. Yeah.
3: Nicola Motor Company's plans to mass-produce garbage trucks for Republic Services, one of the nation's largest waste management service providers, were canceled. This is the latest in the string of bad news for the electric truck and hydrogen cell maker. In August, the company had announced plans to produce as many as 5,000 trucks for Republic Services, which has sought to build a more sustainable fleet for garbage. Nikola's stock shot up 22% after the deal was originally announced, but Nikola's stock price nosedived after the deal was publicly canceled. Mm -hmm. Nikola said both companies agreed to cancel the deal after they determined combining new technologies and design concepts to make electric trucks would take longer and cost more than initially anticipated. It's a bunch of garbage. (laughs) I still think it's funny that you've got two of these big... uh, electric vehicle makers named after the same person
0: Nikola and Tesla mm-hmm. which are named after Nikola Tesla correct it's very confusing it is very confusing <laughs> and what is also confusing is how do you charge electric vehicles
3: um, with fossil fuels
0: yeah off the power grid <laughs> which is mostly fossil fuels and well, you can charge them with windmills if they're not frozen mm-hmm. yeah, good luck with that <laughs> it'll take you a week to charge your car so you got to look deeper into these things, folks. You know, it's not the cure-all, end-all, necessarily. you got to see how this all comes together. Remember that failed streaming service, Quibi? I do. That we talked about? Well, Roku bought from them the exclusive global rights to more than 75 shows owned by the mobile short-form service provider under a deal with the ill-fated service that's reportedly valued, get this, at about one hundred million dollars, the streaming platform company said it will make the content available for free on its ad-supported Roku channel. Not bad. Way, the way I look at it, I, I wish I had a failed company that still made a hundred million bucks. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sheesh! I mean, I've got a company that has enough trouble making a buck, but a hundred million dollars, and, and it's a failed company. I wonder where all that money's going to go. Probably not to to creditors, Uh -uh. probably to the uh, senior staff. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. The pandemic, of course, caused many people to turn to comfort food. And according to TV ratings peeps at Nielsen, people also spent 2020 streaming comfort TV. While new shows like The Queen's Gambit and The Mandalorian drew big buzz, the most streamed programs were older shows like The Office and Grey's Anatomy. We talked about this off the air, too, a little while ago, about why are so many people, like especially Peacock, I mean, they're touting it as this great big new streaming service, and it's like 95% of the stuff are just old reruns. Well, I wouldn't get it just because they've got the worst
3: name for a streaming streaming service I've ever seen. Well, I wouldn't get it because they're owned by Comcast. Well, that's true. And I know that's reason enough. And I know why they're going with the name because you know as soon as they bought NBC, they tried to make it like like it was there. You know,
0: so it's the NBC Peacock. You know, kind of ruined NBC, but they did. (laughs) (laughs) And they continue to ruin it. And now they have the Peacock service. And come subscribe, give us money, and you get all these old shows. What idiots!
3: Yeah, but you know I find myself doing the same thing on CBS All Access. I've been watching uh, Star Trek the Next Generation again. I mean, I've seen every episode of that show, that entire you know seven seasons of that show for you know, like three
0: times already, but Chris, you need a life. <laughs> you just plain need a life. go, I'm a, I'm a go on trackie. a walk, do one of your walkabouts instead of watching an old Star Trek show again.: Well, I do have uh, data on my phone, so I could watch it while I'm walking.
2: Oh God!
3: Right into right into a pole. Yeah, there you go. I can see it now. <laughs> San Diego-based startup Icon is developing a device that brings holographic technology to smartphones with its RYZ technology. According to ICANN, the RYZ volumetric display can accurately project every color in the spectrum and creates a hologram using a specialized chemical polymer lens. The platform makes use of AI to understand its surrounding environment, allowing developers to design more lifelike movements with their content, making for believable representations. Now, What's more, RYZ will offer full-touch interactivity and control, allowing holograms to respond in a realistic manner. The RYZ app will also allow users to convert 2D images into live 3D holograms, including photos, drawings, and other artworks, and then customize them with a touch of a button.
0: Now, that story kind of reminds me about Apple, because they're working on designing its first headset, packing high-resolution displays into what's expected to be, of course, because it's Apple, a very pricey, immersive device. Insiders say the headset will precede the launch of its augmented reality glasses, a product that's in its early stages of design at Apple. So, all these people doing these immersive things, turning 2D into 3D and whatnot, and virtual reality and, and augmented reality, who knows? None of those headsets have done anything for me except make me seasick.
3: Yeah, and that's why, you know, until you can get, uh, you know, this virtual reality stuff without that big headset you know i mean if you can get it to work in like you know a google glass kind of thing or google glasses or whatever yeah maybe but you know I, I still can't get myself to put on one of those big headsets that completely cover your eyes with a screen i just i can't I get used to it
0: and it's even more bizarre when you watch someone else do it and they're moving around tripping on furniture yeah. so at least clear a nice big space if it allows you to move around in your virtual world Bruce in North Hollywood, California, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, now hosted, by the way, by Blueberry. Hey, Bruce, welcome Into Tomorrow. I'm buying a new laptop, and a lot of my programs I've purchased, they have registration keys. And I'm wondering, is are most registration keys tied to a specific piece of hardware, namely my laptop? Or can they be transferred to a new laptop? Well, Bruce, it will depend, for the most part, on the specific piece of software. Some are tied to only the license key and can be ported to other devices. Others, famously Windows itself, for example, will check the hardware they're installed on and lock themselves to it. Yeah, now, the only... Uh
3: Exception to the, the Windows thing is if you upgrade your laptop, like you upgrade the the hard drive on your computer, you mm-hmm. can usually call Microsoft and get them to reactivate it on the new one, but you can't take it from one computer and, and move it to another. Ah, so yeah. Um, now, for the most part, you'll be able to move licenses across computers, but there may be some hurdles, not just with hardware, but with the concept of active installations. Lots of software products kind of call home these days, and you may find that a remote server thinks you have two active installations when you only paid for a single license. Now, if you run into that problem, uninstalling the software from your old laptop should eliminate this problem. I used to have this issue with iTunes because with iTunes, it allows you to to put it on five computers at once. Well, you install it on one, that basically sends a signal back to Apple, this is now active on this computer. And once you've activated five computers, you can't activate anymore. You'd have to log into your account, deactivate an installation on one computer
0: in order to then free up some license. Uh, If you've got some input for Bruce, listeners helping other listeners, some of our most favorite calls all the time. Join us. And Chris is going to tell you how. By using the free Into Tomorrow app or by calling
3: 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686.
0: I can't get my computer to
2: work. Let me help you with that. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered.
1: Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886.
0: 855-399-9886. That's
1: 855-399-9886.
0: Absolutely want to hear from you here on Into Tomorrow, so do consider calling us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And don't forget, you can listen 24-7 on our website
3: and on the free Into Tomorrow app. StreamGuys.com helps us stream the last several weeks of Into
0: Tomorrow nonstop at IntoTomorrow.com and on the app. And if someone wanted to participate on the program where we get to hear them, what do they do?
3: They could use that same app. Yeah. Or they could call 800 899 INTO, which is 800 899 4686. Anytime 24 7.
2: It's time for our the street, feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this makes look back at IFA's Astro Pass,
0: Here's Chris Graveline. IFA history, IFA history. In
3: 1988, radio stations were no longer anonymous. Radio Data System, or RDS, was developed in Germany, which identified every station and showed the name on the display. RDS car radios automatically searched for the best available transmitter or frequency for each station.
2: I know nothing, nothing...
3: Well, then you need a RDS. In 1991, at the IFA or International Stellung, an extension of the RDS service was introduced, which enabled the reception of traffic information, even if the chosen station didn't offer one. RDS radios are still around in many cars today.
0: That's this week's
3: IFA update brought to you by Messe
0: Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. And that would be very cool if you were to do just that and you'd learn all kinds of cool new things. When you call in, you know, we're pumping the numbers for you, so you can certainly join us, 800-899-INTO, or better yet, the Into Tomorrow app. You win prizes. No promises, no guarantees, but let us know of the following things that you hear. If you would like one, we'll do our best. From TurboTax, we've got online codes that are good for any of their
3: products that will help you uh, file your income tax fast and easily because it's that time of year again. It,
0: yeah, but it is. Sorry to remind you. From Jabra, Elite Active 75T True Wireless Earbuds with active noise cancellation and hear through. Pet Peanut, they've provided some of their
3: uh, devices or some of their items that are a fun new way to manage your tech rage. This is a very cute,
0: you can adopt it, it's a Pet Peanut. You know, like the pet rock? Only this is a peanut, and you can squeeze it when you have tech rage. It's really cool. WGP glasses. These are Bluetooth audio sunglasses, so you can see, here differently. From
3: LFO, we've got infrared e-therm ear and forehead thermometers for babies, infants, and adults.
0: And more goodies. All you need to do is let us hear you on the show. 800-899-INTO, or we prefer it if you use the app.
1: Now you can make your home look great and save money Right now when you call Renewal by Anderson You can buy 4 windows and get the 5th one free Plus you get 12 months with no interest, no money down and no payments Upgrade your home Buy 4 windows and get the 5th one free Installation and warranty are even included And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers Take every safety precaution to protect you and your family Pay for 25 years People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800 296 1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely, following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details.
0: Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Of course, our 26th year on the air And we want to hear from you anytime, 24-7. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns about anything involving consumer tech, do join us on the program. Call in, win stuff. It's really that simple. And you can do it anytime. The best way to participate is with the Into Tomorrow app. Just hit that button that says Message the Studio. And you record your question or your comment or your help for another listener. And send it right in, and we love that. Or, the old-fashioned way still works, toll-free from anywhere in North America. You can call in anytime, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. Do let us hear from you. The pandemic, of course, has changed consumers' preferences and retailers' approach to commerce. Our next guest is here to talk about how technology is improving the future of retail. The global lead for IBM Consumer Center of Competency is Carl Haller. Carl, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me
0: on. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Of course, there's been a lot of changes. The pandemic has generated, unfortunately, a lot of problems for a lot of people. And retail has been a big topic during the pandemic. But what trends are you guys at IBM seeing now that retailers and consumers and, and, and folks are hopefully trying to get back to an air quotes normal time?
2: Yeah, and that's uh, I, I, I use that air quotes a lot. Um, so one of the things we're seeing is uh, you know we certainly saw uh, over the past nine months now probably 10, 12 months, a big shift in consumer shopping behavior, um, different products that we were uh, that we were buying for that we were buying, um, some more, some less and frankly we were shopping a lot more online, especially as a lot of our favorite stores were closed. Um, we saw, we see a little bit of growth every year in online shopping. What we saw between March and April was the equivalent of five years' growth in the span of about five weeks. Wow. What we don't know yet is exactly how much of that behavior will continue, what will revert back to what it was like in the in the before times, and what will evolve even further. So a big watchword for retailers this year is that you actually have to be much more agile and, and tune your business for agility as much as you've been tuning your business for efficiency over the past 25 to 30 years.
0: And that's some great advice, especially when so many changes occurred in such a short time for retailers to be able to jump on those changes and say, you know what, we get it. We don't want you to have to come in the store if you're not comfortable, but we absolutely can sell you anything you need and can ship it to you or you can swing by the front curb and we'll run it out to you, whatever. And I guess part of that, Carl, is... is the important thing that retailers have been doing with all the online orders is making it as easy as possible. Bring it out to you, ship it to you, uh, or just come in and here it all is in one fell swoop.
2: Yeah, it was definitely amazing what retailers accomplished last year as they were going through their own crisis. I mean, think about it. All these are big companies. They employ people who were going through their own kind of family crises and figuring out what to do when you're working from home and schooling from home and, yeah. you know, how to get things done. And in the middle of all of that, you know, most of the big retailers that we shop managed to get things like digital payments. If they didn't, if they didn't already have a, a big online presence, they ramped that up. Uh, many of them launched curbside pickup. They launched um, contactless payments. Um, and they did so in a matter of days and weeks Whereas some of those things normally would take months or years to launch. Um, What we're seeing now is, you know, I I will say some of those solutions were maybe MacGyvered together a little bit. (laughs) So now what we're seeing is some retailers go back and, you know, rework some of those things that they launched last year really quickly, you know, putting additional, you know, heft behind it from a technology perspective, maybe from a security perspective, you know, so so that it's truly robust and something that can last for the long term.
0: That's terrific. And of course, since we cover technology for 26 years, it sounds like the kinds of things you're talking about is where tech has made a big difference in not only helping retailers, but consumers as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. One one example is customer service. You know, when all the stores, or or many of the stores closed last year, um, and then some stores were open, but you didn't know what hours they were, you know, what happened is, Everyone was sitting at home and they all started going online or started making phone calls to their local store. That we saw some of our clients um, inbound calls into their contact centers went up 300 to 500 percent. Holy cow. They, most of my clients, they still are struggling to hire enough people to work in their contact center um, and, and or to get those people to shift from a physical contact center to how they can work from home. Um, so, what a lot of our clients have done is they've they've started to use uh, what's called a virtual agent, powered by IBM Watson, which is an automated customer service agent, but one with a high degree of intelligence that can understand your questions, can respond to you in natural language, and get you the right answer, probably 70 to 75 percent on time, without you having to wait on hold for 30 minutes for a human rep. Um, that's, a, that's a, an example of a great win-win for both the customer who gets his or her question answered faster um, with accuracy without having to wait on hold, um, and for the retailer who can then focus their, their live customer service agents on the more complex issues that require a higher degree of personal touch.
0: And interesting, you say that because I've been trying for years to get Watson as a guest on the show. I still think we can do that one day. <laughs> I think that would be awesome because IBM Watson we can is. Talk cert- about that offline. Yeah, of course, and I think that's really cool because the fact that you're able to use that to assist retailers and and consumers uh, makes uh, an incredible difference. I'm looking also at this recent IBM survey where 57 percent of consumers surveyed were willing. To change their shopping habits to reduce environmental impact as well, fifty-three percent surveyed would pay a premium for traceability of the products they buy, which I found fascinating. I wasn't thinking that that many people, quite frankly, would be that concerned overall, but it's refreshing to know.
2: It is. We were. This, this was a study that came out um, uh, just over one year ago, um, and so it was a it was a pre pandemic study, and I. I would say some of those concerns got put a little bit on pause. Sure. You know, I think when you get it get to a time of scarcity, you're going to get the products wherever you can, um, you know, because consumers are very resourceful. And frankly, if you needed toilet paper or you needed a mask or you needed, uh, sanit- you know, um, some sort of disinfecting wipe, you know, you were going to get that any, any means you can because your family safety, uh, you know, went above all else. Yeah. But now we're seeing, uh, especially as we tick over into 2021, we're seeing a resurgence of consumers actively thinking about the bigger picture, the, the local community, the environment, the planet. Um, they're they're actively thinking about that in their shopping decisions, and whether that's simple things like taking a bag to a store rather than having to use a use and maybe throw away a bag, um, or whether that's you know, bundling online orders together so they come, you know, six items in one box rather than, you know, one one item in each of six boxes. Yeah. You know, they're starting to make some of those decisions, and we're seeing retailers um, both react to consumers and then help try to try to stay a little bit ahead of consumers and steer them toward things that, frankly, save time and money and also are environmentally friendly.
0: And, Carl, are you seeing any long-term implications of technology in retail?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think the, the biggest one is that there's going to be more technology of different types to address more and different challenges. Good. You know, re- retail has been around forever. It's it's thousands of years old. And yet we're only about, you, you said you're 26 years on the show. Yeah. We're about kind of 50 years into the computer age in retail and if you think about some advanced technologies like artificial intelligence or blockchain, we're only about five years into those. Um, and so what we're seeing now is, you know, the, the behavioral change, both on the part of a retailer as well as on the part of consumers, you know, is starting to happen and, and catch up to some of the uh, the technology change that's been happening. Think about a smartphone. You know, we're, what, 14 years from away from the first iPhone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and probably 80% of us have them, but it's only been in the last three to five years where most, where, where most retailers saw you know, more than 50% of their online traffic coming from mobile versus a desktop or a laptop. You know, so we're going to continue to see um, technology advancements happen you know, of all different types.
0: And in spite of that, I'm assuming that some of the outdated IT infrastructure has got to be stifling the industry's efforts to modernize. So I, I'm sure they're working harder to say we've got to do better, and we are, but what else can we do uh, because we've got to fix infrastructure as well.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, we're, we're seeing that in all aspects, you know, things that are related to kind of what we would call the front of the house, mm-hmm. you know, things that are related to marketing and sales and service or the customer experience. We're seeing a lot of changes in infrastructure related to the whole product development and supply chain process, um, which is you know a, a, a great dance between multiple companies all over the world to make sure the right product gets on the right shelf you know in the right quantity at the right time um and and also in the back of the house where you know retailers are some of the biggest employers in the country they have to hire people they have to pay them they buy things from their suppliers so they've got to pay those people and manage all of that and and the 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 kind of technology stacks that exist in, in the front, middle, and back of the business are all undergoing some significant change.
0: And one last question, Carl, if I may. What can consumers, our audience obviously, expect into tomorrow, if you will, when they're shopping?
2: So I'll say three quick things. One is a continued shift toward digital, both digital from devices we use at home as well as digital in the store. We're going to see a big explosion in uh, in in-store technology. Um, Second is an expansion of ways people buy, receive, and consume goods. So, you know, we talked about curbside pickup, but it's really about being able to buy anywhere and get anywhere. It's also about being able to set up some goods so they just come automatically, you know, an an auto-replenishment process or a subscription process. For other things, it's maybe you're not going to own the goods at all. You're just going to get to use it as long as you like, as long as you're paying for the service, like we do today for, you know, for uh, music and movies. Um, that's starting to happen now in products like apparel. Um, and then lastly, uh, retailers and brands are actually now trying to build relationships with their customers, not just get you to hit the buy button right then, but try to win you over as a customer for life. They're trying to learn more about you so that they can actually personalize products, marketing, levels of service really toward you and toward keeping you as a a customer, um, you know, throughout your life.
0: Well, Carl, you're a delight to speak with. We've learned a heck of a lot. And if our audience, of course, wants more about retail technology for the evolving consumer landscape, we invite you to visit ibm.com slash retail. You'll see what Carl and his team are up to on a regular basis and how very helpful they can be at IBM, especially on the retail side. Thank you so much, Carl, for spending some time with us.
1: Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features. Free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. That's eight 855- five. 552126536. Limited time offer. 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time.
0: Into tomorrow wants to share with you another fun tech tidbit, at least we think so. Not counting political blah, 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 the most used hashtags on Instagram are love, insta-good, me, cute, and follow. Oh. They're something you learn new every day.
3: Well, cute would be used on any... Post that has a picture of me on it. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm Dave Graveline. <laughs> I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. If you'd like more info, text radio to 35,000. Again, text the word radio to 35,000.
0: You know, some of the best prizes go to people that we get to hear on the show. Let that be a hint. That being said, here's another email. This one from Robert, don't know from where, don't know how he hears the show. But sends the following. He's from Earth, and he hears with his ears. Okay.
3: Well, there you go. My broadband company utilizes Plume products with their service. Plume appears to be a subscription offering with no opportunity to purchase outright without an ongoing monthly fee. I'm hesitant to rent and pay forever if I can purchase an equal or better product. I would appreciate your thoughts on suitable alternatives.
0: Well, Robert, if you're using just Plume hardware, then you can try something like an Orbi or Eero router. But if you're using their services, you won't really find any alternatives that don't require a monthly fee, unfortunately. Yeah, Plume
3: seems to not just provide whole home Wi-Fi, but also tie in with support systems to let them diagnose how each device is working remotely to avoid house calls. That service won't scale well without a reliable back end. And those reliable back ends have variable costs that better align to licenses than they do to one-time purchases. So in other words, if you stop buying devices this month, They'll still have to pay their back end next month, so they'll want to make
0: sure that you never cost them uh, but don't pay them. Yeah. Now, it looks like Plume also offers analytics to better understand what types of the devices your clients use, your clients being various sundry pieces of equipment. It's a pretty typical pay us and we'll give you analytics that you need kind of case. Yeah, your only options here
3: may be to weigh the cost of building an alternative versus continuing to pay the license. But that's very unlikely to be a better deal than what you're getting now since you'd be forced to run a parallel business to
0: your own. Yeah. Robert, I wish we had better information for you, but good luck. And if you don't subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter, please do. All you need to do is visit intotomorrow.com. Little box pops up. We ask for your email address only, which we don't share with anyone. We haven't in 26 years. We're not going to start now. And then you'll get a subsequent thing that confirms you want it. It's a double opt-in thing. So click that. That link, and then you'll get things like Beth Tech Tip. So many streams, how do you choose?
3: Uh, there are many services available, and with so many choices, you need to check the best options for you. So we'll offer you some guidance
0: there. And Netflix can now automatically download movies and shows it thinks you'll like. We'll tell you all about it in this week's Free Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. Again, you definitely want to sign up, and you can do it so easily—your email address only—at Into Tomorrow. .com. Just what we need Netflix automatically downloading things they think we're going to like. Wow. Let's meet it into tomorrow.com, shall we? Attention Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID 19, but you can't go it alone. We thank you for tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And here's a text message. Yeah, you can text our eight hundred number two. And when you do, first name, city, and how you hear us, please. Larry in Metamora, Michigan used to listen on AM eight hundred CKLW till they dropped us. With no notice and for no reason. Anyway, he now gets our free podcasts. Hi, Dave and
3: Chris. How do you disable the Google Assistant on an Android phone? I attempted to disable it, and it came back during unwanted times, like when I'm listening to a podcast. I love your show and listen
0: when I am out and about. Well, that's very cool. Uh, Larry, there should be an explicit setting to turn it off. But of course, it's a pain to get to. Go to your phone settings app. From there, you'll need to go to Google, then account services, then search assistant and voice, and in there to Google Assistant. Within the assistant tab, you can go to phone, and in there, you can set the assistant switch to off. Yeah. So in other words, uh, Google
3: considers it a selling point and does not want this to be easy. No, they don't so, make it easy. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but it is doable if you grab a, grab a shovel and dig through enough settings for long enough.
0: Yeah. Now here's one of the great reasons why you want to make note of our show dates. You want to go back to show notes. In this case, Larry, look for the show at intotomorrow.com for the weekend of February 26th, our 26th year, by the way. And you'll see your text message at the end of our three and our show notes. So we go through that for you. So maybe you just want to follow step by step, especially if you're listening while driving or something. We don't expect you to catch all that info. They don't make it easy. Neither does Apple if you want to delete something that they provide that they want to insist on. But we do tell you how to do it, again, at intotomorrow.com.
1: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7,